Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into yet another episode here on the Preach Network. My name is Glenn, and I will be taking you through a trifecta of shows right here. Um, starting off with the Preachcast, then we're going to go ahead and roll into Tales from the Crypt and finish it off with um, the Switch It Up show. Unfortunately, Mr. Trav is uh, not feeling so well again this week, so he will not be here, but I assure you that he is here in spirit and also uh, on the Twitter's verse. Uh, you can reach out to him over on Twitter at Seth Trav, at Basic Boy Gaming, and of course at Preachcast uh, to be able to wish him well. Uh, he is not feeling so great after his uh, concussion. Got a little touch of the uh, touch of the Hitchcock, a little bit of vertigo that he's suffering from. Really not a good time, and I'm sure he would love to hear from you if you would be so kind as to reach out to him. Um, he's not been able to uh, do any any streaming as of uh, yet. Uh, he does uh, do a lot of um, streaming of different games uh, for our Switch-based show, the Switch It Up show, uh, over on the YouTube. And you can actually just search Preach Network, Basic Boy Gaming, or just go to www.preesh.us, and you can find the link right there. Uh, I've kind of taken uh, the torch in the last week um, and started to uh, do a little bit of streaming of Detroit Become Human. I played for about two hours yesterday, made it a little made a little bit of progress, and I hope to pick it up again uh, later this weekend. I'm going to have the whole my whole playthrough on there. It will be streamed, so you'll be able to, to see everything and live vicariously uh, through my poor decisions. Although I feel like I'm doing a pretty good, pretty good job so far. I saved the girl in the beginning of the first one, so I feel good. But that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for indulging me in this uh, little bit of a rambling introduction. And without any further ado, let's go ahead and get the preachcast started. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of The Preachcast. My name is Glenn, and I will be your host as we talk about everything that we appreciate in the wide world of entertainment. Now, as I mentioned earlier in the introduction to this trifecta episode that you're listening to today, it's going to be a little bit of a squeezed episode of The Preachcast. We're going to have two different segments right here on this episode, and let's go ahead and start off with the very, very first one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That music means that it is time for Just Preach Play. Just Preach Play is a segment where I like to go over to trailers.apple.com, find one of the highest rated trailers that I really know nothing about, play it, react to it live in person or in podcast, I guess is what you would say, uh, here with you, probably a little bit of running commentary uh, as I listen to it. So what I'm doing here, www.trailers.apple.com, sort by uh, some of the highest, and then I get to choose. I have a little bit of freedom, but you know, not a ton. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, the movie that I have picked out uh, to, to, to take a peek at uh, this episode is going to be Predator. Um, pre- the Predator, excuse me, I'll make sure I get that right. Now, I've seen the original. I don't know anything about this, though. I don't know if this is a remake. I don't know if it's a sequel. I do know that it comes out on September the 14th. So this is a little, it's a little bit early, but... 
that being said, you know, I, this, is, this is a big franchise, uh, and I'm excited to find out what exactly this is. So, without any further ado, in three, two, one, we're going to just preach play. This little kid just finds part of the predator, like in his garage. That's what it looks like. Tell me about the mission. Did you see anything unusual? Like an alien, you mean? He saw something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you men, someone or something tore them to pieces. I think they're attempting hybridization. They're upgrading on every planet they visit. We need to know if you pose a threat. We're assassins. Isn't posing a threat kind of the point? All right, so they don't really give away too much in that trailer. I uh, like the action uh, to it. They may seem like a little bit more of a monster movie. I think it might be cool. Uh, I feel like you definitely have to go and check this out in theaters. Again, that does not come out until September 14th, so they're making you wait on that. But that being said, if you want to talk about some movies that are coming out a little bit sooner, why don't we go ahead and check out Coming Attractions. Whoa, that music is a little bit too loud. Coming Attractions is our weekly recap of some of the movies that are coming out in theaters. I quickly run down a very brief synopsis, hit you with a, you know, a little bit of the description, rattle off some of the stars, and give you my... You know, you know, from the hip judgment uh, on whether or not I would go check it out. And then hopefully, maybe, you let me know over on Twitter, at PreachCast. Let me know what you saw this weekend. Whether it's one of these movies or not, I want to know what you are seeing. Uh, so, that being said, we have one, two, three... Looks like we're going to have four films to talk about this week. So let's start off with the first one. Uh, and it is going to be Action Point. It's a very, very quick 85-minute comedy starring Johnny Knoxville. A daredevil designs and operates his own theme park with his friends. Um, this is pretty much uh, Johnny Knoxville and a lot of the stars uh, from his TV show Jackass. Uh, I watched that show uh, a lot while I was uh, a young child growing up. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I was a fan of the movies. I'm not so much the grosser stuff, but I really did like all the stunts and stuff that they would do. Uh, so, and it seems like it's him and a lot of the, like, Chris Pontius is in it. I don't know if I saw Steve-O, uh, but I did see, uh, I think Wee Man is in this too. So, he's got a lot of the gang back together in this. I think Johnny Knoxville is pretty funny. Uh, I like some of his movies uh, that he's done. Uh, and it just seems, like, likable. Anytime I've seen, like, an interview or anything with him, or he's been on a podcast, like, seems like a nice guy. Um, I, I would definitely watch this. I don't know if I necessarily run out to the theater to go see it, but it looks like it would be funny. Um, 
so yeah i'm down action point uh comes out on june 1st next up is adrift it stars uh shailene woolley sam claffin grace palmer and jeffrey thomas Based on the true story of survival, a young couple's chance encounter leads them uh, first to love, then on a heroic adventure of a lifetime as they face one of the most catastrophic hurricanes in recorded history. Um, Seems uh, pretty uh, pretty intense. I'm not sure if I quite would run out to the theater for that one. Um, although I do love like an end of the like I do love like an end of the world movie. Like I love like Day After Tomorrow, which really isn't that great, but I just I just love seeing the destruction. So maybe that part of this <laughs> might appeal to me. Uh, who knows? Uh, it's a drift. I'm sure you could do much worse, but I personally will not be going out to the theater to see that when it comes out on June 1st. Next up is American Animals. American Animals stars Evan Peters, Ann Dowd, Barry Keegan, and Blake Jenner. Four young men mistake their lives for a movie and attempt one of the most audacious heights in U.S. history. Um, don't really know too much uh, about it beside that, but I do like a good heist movie, uh, so this might be interesting. It's got a 68% on Metacritic, uh, so it sounds like it might be at least halfway decent. Maybe I would recommend checking this one out. And lastly, uh, this movie looks like ridiculous. Uh, we did it on Just Preach Play a few weeks, weeks, weeks back. Um, I think back before Mr. Seth Trapp was actually in his accident. And then it's going to be Upgrade. Upgrade stars Logan Marshall Green, Richard Anastasios, Roscoe Campbell, and Richard Cawthorn. Um, let me go ahead and hit you with this synopsis. Let me hit pause. There we go. Um, Set in the near future, technology controls nearly all aspects of life. But when Gray, a self-identified technophobe, has his world turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implant called STEM. Uh, This looks ridiculous, and I can absolutely not wait to see it. Uh, So he has some type of crazy accident, and they pretty much make him not like RoboCop, but he's got these, like, upgrades to him that allow him to have like extra powers uh it is a comedy action horror sci-fi thriller um the trailer looks like it's just a good popcorn movie i would definitely go check out upgrade but ladies and gentlemen as i mentioned earlier let me know let us know over on twitter at preachcast what you are checking out this week um you know let us know what you thought of the trailer on just preach play are you going to be out there to see predator are you a fan of the originals either way we want to hear from you and be sure that you stay tuned after this episode that way you can listen to tales from the crib and of course the switch it up show
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Tales from the Crypt. My name is Glenn and I will be your host as together we explore the wonderful world that is Gateway Horror. Now, if uh, you just finished listening to, of course, the Preachcast and you call it my little intro before we got started today, you know that this is a, you know, smaller, shorter episode of Tales from the Crypt. Won't be the full experience that you normally get when you tune in here um, where I normally would pick like a movie or something like that uh, and kind of talk about how it may or may not be a good uh, entry for gateway horror this one is going to actually only feature two of our segments uh well actually you know what no we're gonna do three um we're gonna do shop smart uh we are going to do ice cream you stream and then we're gonna finish it off with the uh, final presentation where we're gonna talk a little bit about the walking dead because there's some news in there that a lot of people are talking about and i need to get it off my chest i need to ramble even more than i'm doing right now somehow if you can imagine that it will happen ladies and gentlemen now uh, without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and let the rest of this music play, and then we'll roll right on in to Shop Smart. You know something funny this isn't even the music for shop smart it's not this is the music for the buzz which is normally our news segment but i'm telling you right now anytime i have the music on shuffle in my car and the buzz music hits and it comes on like i love it i just i, I think it, i think it's awesome i love this i love this love this tune it's great it makes me feel good it makes me happy to be podcasting because i miss you guys uh and uh you know i just this is, this is a good time for me i enjoy this show very much i enjoy bringing you all of the deals uh that i'm going to be talking about right here in shop smart now i got uh looks like i got three picks to talk about of course all from amazon because i'm all about getting something cheap and fast and amazon does that and again still don't sponsor the show i really got to reach out to them over on twitter you never know crazier things have happened but not as crazy as the deal that you can get on the evil dead one and two double feature on blu-ray now normally i talk about all like these awesome companies like the awesome people over at arrow video uh just last week i talked about uh dark water um, i just uh managed to pick up the last house from the left uh, uh last house on the left by Wes craven from them uh which i'm really interested to delve into some of the um, bonus features on that i just finished listening to the west craven autobiography and you know the making of that of that film uh was portrayed in a really you know really interesting way uh last house on the left is a pretty intense film uh so i'd really like to get a little bit more of a background um you know on how it was put together from directors and things like that struggling with this music over here um and luckily era video you know they put some awesome work into some of their special features a lot of their special features their packaging it's a real whole great thing 
which is awesome. But sometimes, you know, you don't, you know, I won't lie to you. Arrow does a great job at pricing. Some of their stuff is usually under $20, but sometimes you got to be under 10. Sometimes you have to be under nine. Sometimes you need to be $8.59. And that's exactly how much money you will spend on the Evil Dead 1 and 2 double feature disc. Uh, this, of course, just has the classic Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. Personally, I prefer Evil Dead 2 myself. Uh, so it's a good time. It does have the unrated version of both of these on there. Um, there are some special features, but nothing crazy. Uh, if you want to be able to just grab these movies, you don't have them yet, and you want to pick them up on the cheap, it's really hard to beat, you know, more uh, $8.59. Awesome deal for Evil Dead 1 and 2 over on Amazon. Next up is going to be, I'm telling you, these things just keep getting cheaper and cheaper. I can never seem to get them at the right time. Uh, if you have The Fog um, by John Carpenter, or you've been looking to pick up one of these Scream Factory Collectors uh, Steelbooks, now is the time to do it over on Amazon. You can grab The Fog Collector's Steelbook for $13.85. Um, that's the Collector's Edition from Scream Factory with all the bonus features in a steelbook packaging. It looks awesome for less than $14. This disc retails for $26.99, so you're coming in at just about half price. Um, that's awesome, especially for any of these like collector quality companies. Just taking a quick peek over here, uh, you can also grab Escape from New York for $19.99 in the Steelbook, The Prince of Darkness for $21.12 uh, in the Steelbook. So these things really have, you know, it's never been a better time to pick them up, especially if you don't have them. So get out there if you're interested. Grab the Fog Steelbook for $13.85. And lastly, the last movie that we're going to be talking about, actually it bought previously, but it keeps going down uh, in price. When it first came out, it was $14.97. It's now $7.88, and that is Salem's Lot, uh, this, based on uh, the Stephen King book, directed by Tobu Hooper. Um, it's the Blu-ray. This is really the cheapest that this has ever, ever been. This movie, uh, this uh, TV special came out in uh, 1979, so it's been around for a little while, although nothing but positive reviews for the transfer, so it should be really, really good for that price. It is super hard to argue with it. Now, I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we are entering the summer, uh, you know, the summer season, convention season. A lot of people are out there at different horror conventions checking things out, and I'm telling you, I always see this disc, you know, out there on vendors' tables for $20. You do not need to spend 20 you can get it for less than eight so by all means please save yourself some money pick up sam's lot for seven dollars and 88 cents over on amazon i'm telling you my timing today has been spot on the music messed up a couple times but for the most part it's been good i'm very proud of myself you can you can tell we have such sights to show you and that, of course, means that it is time for I Stream, You Scream, uh, a segment where I like to talk about some of the available films that there are to, that you can go watch on different streaming services. I didn't really word that that well, not did I? Uh, I'll do better next week, I promise. But I don't think really you can do too much better than two of the dif these different picks over on Hulu. We're jumping around. We've been sticking with Amazon Prime. I took a peek at Netflix. I wasn't like, you know, head over heels in love with anything. But I do think... There are a couple picks over on Hulu that are worth your time. If you have not seen 10 Cloverfield Lane yet, you absolutely should. Uh, it is a really awesome thriller. If you're not a fan of Cloverfield, this movie is like right up your alley because it is set up nothing like uh, nothing like Cloverfield. 
you can appreciate it without having to see you know the the, the original or whatever you want to refer to it as uh you've got john goodman in it uh who is you know somebody who you just don't i'm sure john goodman doesn't have to do anything that john goodman doesn't want to do um but this movie is great very suspenseful i don't want to ruin anything um basically it takes place uh, in a bunker they seem to think that the world uh has started to like uh, come to its end um i don't really want to really ruin anything there but it's not safe for them to come out of the bunker it's like one of those um like fallout shelters that they used to that they used to um people used to like make like bomb shelters i don't know does anyone out there have anyone or know anybody who has a bomb shelter i would like to have a conversation with you over on twitter at from the cribbed be super interested to see like you know if they still use it that they stock it or things like that um interesting time but 10 cloverfield lane definitely worth your time go give it a watch i feel like this is the type of thing that would grab pretty much anybody um especially considering it only really takes place in a few rooms very very interesting uh, i really like it and then we're, normally i cover three movies but really i only have two this week and the next one is a sequel, and it's a sequel to a movie that I actually haven't, well, I've seen the first one, but I have not seen the sequel. This is The Rage Carrie 2. Um, this is obviously the sequel to Carrie. Um, the description that they hit you with is a sequel to the 1976 horror thriller. Carrie 2 is a supernatural thriller about a teenage loner whose telekinetic powers awaken when she becomes the focus of a cruel high school joke. That is almost spot on um, for like the... <laughs> For like the description of Carrie. Uh, this is the sequel came out in 1999. You can actually get this on, I believe, a split disc uh, from Scream Factory. I don't think it is uh, any collector's edition or anything like that, but you can pick it up or you can also watch it streaming. Uh, like I said, something, something I've been meaning to watch. Don't know too much about it, but if you are also out there and you want to watch The Rage Carrie 2, then by all means, please do so over on Hulu and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to roll right on into the last segment, uh, which is the feature presentation. And now for our feature presentation. See, I, I was doing so good. I was doing so well. I could have just hit that button, and I couldn't. But speaking of things that were doing well, and maybe not so much, I wanted to just take a minute to talk about The Walking Dead. There's a lot of different websites that are reporting uh, that Andrew Lincoln, also known as Rick, will be leaving The Walking Dead uh, sometime during uh, Season 9, which is the season that's going to be premiering later on in the fall of this year. Now, I got to say, The Walking Dead, I feel like, gets nothing but hate. Uh, which is rough because I really, really do like the show a lot. Um, like I said, they're entering season nine right now, so it's been going on for a while. Some people are starting to feel that drag. Now, myself, I'm in—I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have who have read the comic books or the graphic novel. Um, I'm not current, uh, although I've read a good amount, and I am ahead of where we are in the television show right now. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if we either even like get to you know episode like i guess it's like issue 130 140 or something like that i'm sure somebody out there will uh correct me but you know i like i like the walking dead i feel like this last past season they did a really good job building characters i love um i love negan i think he is an awesome villain he helps drive the story ahead um i like the episodes that are focused on him i like when he just appears anytime negan is on the screen you know i am 
you know, I'm game for it. Um, they took a little bit of a different turn with it in terms of how it ends. Uh, although, who knows? We might. Uh, it's it's weird with that. Without having Carl anymore, uh, there there was some cool stuff that was going to end up happening with him if they followed the graphic novel, and now they can't. But that being said, I am interested to see maybe if they try to explore that storyline in a different way. But what will it be like without Rick? You know, it's it's funny because a lot of people like every time I talk to a few people who watch Walking Dead, I say how much I love Negan because I think he is such an awesome character. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays him so well. He just like kind of demands your attention when he's on the screen. And uh, I think it's awesome. And as the, you know, as the season progresses and goes on throughout season eight, you notice that, you know, Negan is He's bad in the traditional sense, as in he's doing things that people shouldn't do to each other, and sometimes he's absolutely horrible. But as this season gets, you know, goes on, you kind of notice Negan saying like, "Oh, we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do this." He's the voice of reason when Rick is really kind of going overboard and going a little bit nuts. You know, you see Rick do some things where he promises people they're going to be safe and then turns around and kills them. You know, Rick, towards the end of the season, really becomes more of the bad guy. And I feel like Negan becomes more of the good guy or the better guy, I should say. So, I mean, I don't really, I I had a really hard time towards the end, you know, know, rooting for Rick uh, because I felt like he was going to go back on his word. And he went through this whole big thing where he reads this note from Carl and Carl's telling him, like, you know, you have to forgive in order to move on and be successful. And I don't know, they just try to set you up that like that like Rick is just trying to live this changed life and he just doesn't he just kind of keeps going back on it and he almost kills Negan uh spoilers if you haven't seen uh the last season but you know I just uh I had a hard time rooting for him and when you don't have I, I feel like this is something I talk about a lot when you don't have a good good guy to root for people will root for the quote-unquote bad guy and when your bad guy is really like fun and likable and has cool lines they're gonna root for him even more and then when you make the good guy do questionably you know more like immoral things people are gonna root for the other person and you know it just it, it wasn't set up well so part of me thinks like of course you can't have the walking dead without rick but the walking dead is with uh with rick is not the one that we know from the comics rick is really kind of being set up like he's a jerk so maybe you can have The Walking Dead without Rick. In that case, maybe like Maggie is more of the main drive of the show. It's going to be interesting. I would like to see Negan be more of a main character. That would be interesting to see where that goes. But it would be really strange to have The Walking Dead without Rick. Um, you know, unless they can make him be a little bit more likable. I think they have like an uphill battle to, to do uh, heading into season nine. And if they do that and they're successful and they kind of turn him around and make it seem like he's living the life that he told Carl he was going to try to live, then maybe when if they do end up, you know, getting him off of the show when they kill him off, because I would assume they kill him off, uh, maybe when they do it, it'll be bigger, you know, a bigger impact. You know, if he died at the end of season eight fighting Negan uh, in that final in some of those final scenes, you know, I got to be honest, I would have been like, oh, I would have been shocked. I would have been appalled. But uh, like I was like, oh, some of the things he did, like you're so on his side, and then they kind of just like turn it on its head at almost like out of nowhere uh, in season eight, and that doesn't sit well with me. So I don't know, but let me know, ladies and gentlemen, what you think about the prospect of Andrew Lincoln not returning as Rick in season nine of The Walking Dead. I know there are a lot of you out there who are super passionate about this show, 
super passionate about uh, the graphic novel, and I would love to talk to you because this is a great show, and I hope it stays great. Uh, and I want to know what you think. So reach out to me over on Twitter at From the Crib, and make sure you stay tuned after this episode so you can listen to the Switch It Up Show, our Nintendo Switch themed podcast. and gentlemen that sound of course is the itch of the switch it up show my name is glenn and i will be your host as together uh we take a peek at everything related to nintendo switch however as you probably gathered by this point uh this is going to be a little bit of a squeezed episode of the switch it up show uh we're going to only be doing our review segment today uh as we wrap up this triple trifecta right here on the Priest Network with the Switch It Up show. Now, Switch It Up, in case you've never listened, is a Nintendo switch theme podcast. We usually normally talk about things in the news, Switch-related. We talk about the games that are coming out this week. Uh, sometimes we mention different products, but we always feature a review or two here on the Switch It Up show. And the game that I'm going to be uh, giving you a little bit of a review today for is Fallen Legion Rise to Glory from NIS America. But... Before we dive into that, let's go ahead and uh, just uh, finish off this music. You know, we're changing everything up over here on the Switch It Up show. I played some different music over on Tales from the Crib than the Preachcast, so I'm going to play a little bit of different music right here on this show because I'm going to be talking about Fallen Legion a little bit longer, uh, and I want to make sure I have the music all taken care of, or at least that's what I am telling you. Fallen Legion Rise to Glory is available right now over on the Nintendo Switch eShop, so let me hit you with the uh, synopsis or the description. Fallen Legion Rise to Glory chronicles the story of Legatus Lindor and Princess Cecile. What side will you choose to, desu- to decide the fate of Phenumia? Phenumia. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm practicing this pronunciation and I mess it up every time. Phenumia. Legatus Landur, a brilliant tactician loved, beloved by the people, fought on the front lines for the Phenumian Empire. Yes, I nailed it. But, but when he discovers uh, why it's rotting from within, he vows to overthrow the royal fan- family. Phenumia devoured his homeland. Will you fight to reclaim it? Or join Princess Cecile a, and a saucy talking grimoire, I think it's awesome, on her journey home as she fights hordes of monsters and a coup led by Legatius Lindor. A crumbling empire is in your hands. Will you restore the glory to Phenumia? 
Reclaim the world of Phenumia. Follow Princess Cecile or Legatius Landur and experience the stories and of, a, of sins of an empire and flames of rebellion. Worded a little interestingly, but okay. A legion under your command control four characters simultaneously and master devastating combo attacks and furious real-time battles. Ascend to the throne while clashing with rebel armies. Make split-second decisions on how to rule your kingdom. Will you side with the mercenary prime legion, the Palpatine Pal Council of Princes, or the Kabbalistic? <laughs> Kabbalistic? We'll go with that. March Congress. Magnificent 2D artwork from the fangs of the menacing manticore to each brick in Phenumia's castle. All of the artwork has been hand-drawn to create a stunning world. And ladies and gentlemen, I assure you it is in fact stunning. The graphics on this game are awesome and is such an interesting hybrid uh of, you know of a of a game there there's a lot going on and normally you know i'm not really i'm not really like these like 2d side scrolling uh like combat type games which are usually like a, i don't know i don't really know the best way to say it um you know, I'm not the biggest fan of like Final Fantasy. I don't like turn-based uh, combat, and the screenshots for this game make it look like it's turn-based combat, but it's not turn-based combat. Uh, it's actually like I like said, it's, it takes place in real time, and basically, as soon as the game starts off, you get to choose between the two characters that I mentioned. You can either be uh, Legatus Lindor or you can be Princess Cecile. I myself chose Princess Cecile because one, she just looked cooler, and she has the awesome talking Grimoire in it. Now, Grimoire was interesting because I myself play a lot of destiny over on the playstation 4 in addition to being able to play some of these awesome games over on the switch and the grimoire is like the story um and believe it or not like i haven't really heard grimoire be used as a word often so when it said grimoire i said i'm like oh it's like a talk it's, it's like a talking book and it's exactly what it is uh as a throwback to the last show the uh, switch it up or the switch it up show the t uh, tales from the crib it looks very much like a talking book of the dead uh from the evil dead franchise uh, and this book follows her around uh and talks to her and when uh you know she has dialogue with the book and with the other characters it is done so in a visual novel type aspect um like something out of persona or dragon roba in this uh, example, where you have one character up on the left side of the screen, another character up on the right, and they have a conversation right there in the middle. Uh, you also get the choice to be able to have either English or Japanese voices, which I always love. I really like that idea. Sometimes it just feels a little bit more authentic when you have the Japanese voices. Myself, for this one, I use the English uh, voice. Speaking of those voices, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I normally don't actually have a trailer to play for the game, but this one actually does have one. So I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, listen on into it. There will be some parts where I have to uh, narrate the, the uh, words that are on the screen, but there's awesome. You can get a taste for the uh, awesome music and as well as some of the dialogue. So let's go ahead and take a look at the trailer for Fallen Legion Rise to Glory. I'd convinced my father to send me to the front, ostensibly to win glory for the family and the Empire. Venumia's army, the fanged mouth that first bit into Boran centuries ago, is my fortune in misfortune's clothing. Rise to intense challenges. Fight in thrilling action RPG battles. Oh, 
choose your path to glory. With brand new content. Two complete sagas united on Nintendo Switch. Fallen Legion Rise to Glory is out now in the Nintendo eShop. Just a little bit of the uh, music that is in that game. Um, some of the other tracks are a little bit more um, rock-based. But let me give you uh, the little bit of a description over on uh, the Nintendo eShop. Um, see the conflict through the lenses of Princess Cecile and Legatus Lindor. One who would restore her kingdom to its former glory and one who would see a new ration, nation rise in its place, combining both Fallen Legion Flames of Rebellion and Fallen Legion Sims of an Empire. For the first time on one console, Fallen Legion Rise to Glory includes all new art, exemplars, monsters, bosses, and challenges not found in the original releases. See story uh, from all sides anywhere you go in Fallen Legion Rise to Glory. And like I said, this is available now. For $39.99, eligible for 200 coins on the Nintendo eShop. The bosses in this are awesome looking. The fact that they are hand-drawn is, is great. One of my favorite bosses is actually featured on the eShop. Uh, it's this giant, like, cat-looking monster. He's super, like, crazy-looking. He kind of looks like um, like a Treyu from NeverUnding Story if he was crossed with a bat and had, like, giant fangs for teeth. Uh, <laughs> this game is a ton of fun. I love being able to choose. Um, like, you get, like, these quick-time events where you have to quick uh, press uh, different buttons uh, at certain moments in the, in the game in order to, like, either accept something, uh, decline it, or... Or maybe like I don't know, uh, bribe somebody. Uh, I like that kind of bit of choose your own adventure to it. That combined with the real time combat uh, and like the visual aspect uh, to it, uh, and the side scrolling and the graphics and the theme music. Like this game is a ton of fun. Uh, if it looks like at first glance you, you think like oh, I don't know if I normally like this type of game. This is this is something that you need to check out. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's thirty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Like I said over on the eShop, it's a little bit expensive. I'm you know I won't I won't lie to you. Um, it's uh, that's a lot of money to uh, to play to throw to a game if you've never played it before. Uh, but I do think you should look um, at least check out some of the videos for it on YouTube. See if it's something that you're into. There is a short little video uh, over on the Nintendo eShop that you can watch. Uh, the game itself, like I said, is a ton of fun. I would give this one uh, a four for myself. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. There's a lot of game here for you to play, uh, and that's fine. Uh, it never really feels repetitive because you're going through and unlocking different attacks and trying to figure out like how to use your characters uh, like a little bit better. I felt like each time that I played and each level I progressed through, I got just you know, like a little a little bit better. And there, I never felt totally overwhelmed. I was able to to get through. Um, you know some of the some of the story and like the missions or stages uh, there's also like this cool like little like super mario world type of uh, select for it as you're going through and going from place to place that i was just, i just thought was a fun way to be able to navigate it uh, i like the combos popping up there uh, where i get to like chain a whole bunch of different attacks together um, this game made me feel like i could play this type of game gave me a little bit more confidence because normally when i see people playing this and they're hitting all these crazy chains i'm like i can't do that that's not me that's for somebody else this is too difficult this game made it feel not too difficult so 
thank you guys for making the game um, that I thought would normally be out of my skill level uh, for Reach. Uh, I did think that this was a lot of fun. So if you're on the fence, you should definitely dive in and buy Fallen Legion Rise to Glory over on the Nintendo Switch eShop. And I'm going to give that one a 4 uh, out of 5. Very, very rare that we ever give a 5. Uh, I had a great time with this one. I am leaning on the higher side of 4. So Fallen Legion Rise to Glory from NIS America. Do yourself a favor and check it out. And while you're checking things out online, uh, also do yourself a favor and check us out over on www.preach.us. S. A uh, ton of stuff uh, for you to be able to check out there. And of course, if things ever get boring, you can always switch it up.